This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. guest tonight, I'm pleased to say, is Kirk Jackson. Right, good evening. Welcome to the show, and in particular, welcome to our guest tonight, Kirk Jackson. Welcome, Kirk. How are you doing? Thank you. Uh, yeah, all good, mate. All good. Fit and well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all good. You haven't been struck them with the uh, the dreaded coronavirus yet, then? No, not yet. Not yet. Fortunately, uh, family are all safe and well. Friends are all safe and well, so uh, we've not got it yet. Good. Well, that's good. We won't get it. No, that's good to hear. Anyway, it's uh, it is a bit of a bore. This self isolating, but at the other hand, it's better than the uh, possible alternative. I think. Well, I've got a, uh, I've got quite a large family, Harry, um, wife and four kids. So uh, mm. it's quite a busy household. So we're keeping managing, uh, managing to keep busy. Are you any good at teaching? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, my wife is so Claire's doing all the uh, homeschooling with the two little ones and my two older girls who are fifteen and eighteen. They're they're looking after themselves. Yeah, well, it's not too bad then, anyway. Well, look, Kirk, you you, you were born in uh, nineteen seventy six October in Barnsley, good old Yorkshire country. Um, can you remember much about your very early days playing football? I can, I can. Um, my, my, my dad, um, I think, was asked by a couple of friends who he used to work with. Um, he was a miner, um, and I think a couple of his friends used to run football teams. And I think he was asked for me to go and play when I was probably about ten. And I think um, he was a little bit reluctant um, to let to let me go at, at first, but um, I think I think they got to him, and finally I went and had a had a trial with a, uh, a team called Mexborough Area. Um, and and also a, a local team to me called uh, Great Outen, Great Outen Boys, where I, where I lived and where I grew up. So I ended up having sort of two teams, uh, f- probably from the age of ten year old. Um, one, one 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 with school friends, the uh, the local team, which was school old school friends and people I'd grown up with, which were fantastic. And then uh, this this other team, 
that was outside my area. Um, but I think it was just because of my dad's friends who, who ran it. I went and played with them as well. And, and where were you living at this particular time? I lived at a place called Great Alton, which is in Barnsley. Oh, it was still Barnsley then, basically, yeah, or just, just yeah, outside, just Barnsley, yeah. 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 Um, and, and where did you go from there? Uh, well, it took me to school, really, um, to, to senior school. Uh, and I got picked up uh, playing for, for Darfield School um, by a team called Barnsley West End, West End Wanderers. Um, and that was playing in a, in, a, in a league called the GT Sports League. Oh, yeah. Um, and I suppose the sort of it fed that team fed most of the players into Barnsley schoolboys, so it was like a bit of a an elite of, of players from the area who um, who I'm still in contact with. Most of them actually. We uh, this wonderful uh, um, Zoom that we have now. We have Zoom meetings. Yeah. Um, on a Sunday, and, and I get to see um, a good chunk of the guys who we used to used to play with then we're still pretty close bunch all kept in touch um, so yeah that's where I went and we were a very good team we were a uh, very good I think out of that team so say out of maybe 15 16 players I think it was possibly 11 maybe 11 went on to, to, to clubs uh, to sign for uh, YTS at uh, professional clubs so any any particular high spots from from that sort of that initial period in your career? I mean, any particular games where you really shone and scored a hat trick or something like that? That uh, you know, front of uh, your mind. To be to be quite honest with you, um, you know, in that in that time when I was like fourteen, fifteen, the, like I said, the team I was playing with were they were, they were exceptional, um, and I was <laughs> managing to score quite a lot of goals. Uh, and we played good football as well. Actually, we had uh, we had um, very good coaches at that age, and I think um, I think the Barnsley Schoolboys team um, that that was quite a quite a, you know a, we were quite a good force. But there's local rivals, which would have been Sheffield. They just had the edge on us. I think they beat us in a uh, I think it was a semi-final at English schools at Bramall Lane. Um, the beaters, I think the beaters. Maybe two nil. I just remember it in post, it in the bar we had early on, which is probably the only thing I did in games, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, scored. I scored. I'd to score quite a lot of goals in that era, um, as, as you did. Um, but uh, good times, good times. And like I say, I'm lucky because I do keep in touch with the majority of the players. Um, only, only recently, to be quite honest with them, for the majority of them. But this is this is actually down to the, the actual COVID nineteen situation because it's it's actually brought us um, sort of back together. Um, there's people there's, there's, from that team where I played. There's there's people who live out in Australia, uh, people living down in London, um, all over really. So it's good that uh, this Zoom um, you know facility that we've got it allows us to get uh, as ugly mugs back in, back on screen and, and looking at each other again. Time for Kirk's first musical choice, and that is called Sit Down, and it's by James. Oh, 
Kurt's musical choices, and that was James and Sit Down. So it looks as though the first sort of um, hint that it, uh, that you were going to be a good player became when you you joined um, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, as a uh, on your youth career. Yeah, I, went, I, went, I was I was the last one out of the um, sort of schoolboys to get to get told I was getting an apprenticeship, um, and it was a little bit down, little bit down to myself. Well, I, I blame my dad actually. Um, <laughs> What had happened is that when I were at Sheffield Wednesday as a schoolboy, I, I actually got the opportunity to go on a few trials while I was still there, and I went to Forest, um, and Brian Clough was the manager. Yeah. And I remember playing in a in a in a sort of friendly against I think it was Arts. Arts had come down from Scotland, and the trial I was playing in, I, I played against Arts. It was it was at the side of the River Trent, and I re- I just remember seeing Cluffy walking towards the pitch in his typical Cluffy. You know, attire, mm. the, the green sweatshirt, the white shorts, the white socks, the white trainers, and his dog. He was walking his dog by the trend, and f- for a split second, I forgot the game was going on. I was a bit, bit I was a little bit overawed with it, like you know. And uh, anyway, I ended up, I ended up doing really well, and, and and I think I scored in the game. And Sheffield Wednesday had not offered me a, an apprenticeship at the time, and the reason was because when they asked me what I was going to do with my education, which is quite laughable now, but. Um, whether I was going to carry on at school or whether I wanted to be an apprentice, we we put we didn't know, and I think I think my dad was trying to play a bit of a game, and uh, <laughs> it sort of backfired a little bit. Sort of trying to keep all your options open, as it yeah, were. Yeah, trying, mm. trying to keep my options open, but it, it sort of anyway. What happened was, uh, finally, when we spoke to uh, 
Sheffield Wednesday and said, you know, what's happening? They said, well, we didn't know what you were doing, but we'd be more than happy to offer you a contract, you know, a contract, a two-year apprenticeship, mm. which I was obviously delighted with because I've not heard from Forrest. And then at the time, I think the wage the wage bill there, like, not the wage bill, sorry, the wage structure for an apprentice was, when he was 16, he was on £29.50 a week. Wow. Um, but you got a big you got a big pay rise when you got to 17 you got £31.50 a week oh big one yeah so and the club looked after your parents I think sent them an £100 check every month uh, for your keep but Forrest did things a little bit different and they went so I think they only sort of went straight into maybe pro contracts after a year um, and I, I signed or I said to Sheffield Wednesday on the Friday I was signing and I got a phone call from Forrest on the Monday saying they were offering me a three year deal oh um, but to be quite honest with you, I was I, looking back. I'm glad I did the right, made the right decision. The best, mm. the best two years. Um, I've got to say, um, if I could do it all again, I, I would like to be 16 and back as apprentice on 29 pound 50 a week. Yeah, I've, I've got to tell you that 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 was a special time at that club. Um, Sheffield Wednesday were a pr- Premier League team. I think they'd finished third, third in the Premier League that season when I joined. They got to the FA Cup, the Coca-Cola Cup. This was '93. This, Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it were, and he had some fantastic players. Very fortunate to play with, you know, um, or see train and play and invo- be involved in training. But people like Chris Waddle, Des Walker, um, and then your strikers that there were like David Erse, Mark Bright, Gordon Watson, th- them type of players. Mm. Um, so it, it was a pretty special time for me, to be fair. And, and like I say, if you give me my time again, I'd be like, you know, put me back to sixteen, but. Uh, <laughs> Not 16 stone. <laughs> Did you get anywhere near the, the first team in terms of playing? Do, do, you, know, do you know what? It's, um, it's getting the violins out of time, I think. Um, what had happened was I broke into, uh, as a first-year pro, because I, I, I did a two-year apprenticeship and then I got a, a one-year pro. Trevor Francis was the manager and he gave us all a pro, actually, all eight of us uh, in my year. And I broke into the reserves and I played against Forrest um, on my debut at Hillsborough. You know, I, I played 60 minutes. I've scored after about 10 minutes. I think we're winning the game 2 0. And Guy Whittingham, uh, Guy Whittingham was, was I think the, the, the club was looking to move him on, maybe. Um, mm. And he was sub for the reserves. And after an hour, the manager took me off to put Guy on. I think, a few, from what I can gather, I think a few scouts had come out um, to watch and, and he put him on. Um, I mean, Guy was a great guy. He was a good footballer as well. I couldn't understand why he wasn't in the team. To be fair, he was a good player, really good player. But um, yeah, he put him on. And then, so I was I was on cloud nine. I made my debut in the reserves. I scored. Played against Forest. Scored. Um, went in the dressing room after. And uh, the assistant manager who was Frank Barlow at the time came to me and said, oh, "The man, can you do me a favour tomorrow? We play Derby under twenty ones at the training ground. Can you play half a game for me?" Which I would have. I were on cloud nine. I, I, you know, when when things like that happen, I were, I were really happy with myself. I'd have played every day, but it was very uncommon. Nobody really played twice in two days. Looking back over it now, anyway, I, I played in the game, and after about fifteen minutes, I did my knee ligaments. I was out for twelve weeks. I got into a tackle, and it just it just just went wrong. And I found out that. Um, ironically, a friend of mine who I'm working with now um, in football um, come to me while we're apprentices or pro way at the time and said, I can't believe what you've done. I was on the treatment table, he came in, he said, the gaffer wanted to watch you for half a game today and you was in the squad with the first team at Coventry Saturday. Oh. 
so uh, that, that sort of put an end to that <laughs> so I did come back obviously I came back but I didn't come back at Sheffield Wednesday it was too it was too big there was, there was too many good players I mean there was a lad there Richie Barker there was a lad called Richie Barker who's had a great career but Richie was like scoring 20-30 goals a season in the reserves and still he was only like fringe of the first team so you had to be pretty special to, to, to break into a Premier League team and, and at that time once my chance had gone I knew, I knew that were it Next up on Kirk's Musical Choices is A Song Forever by Beautiful South
another song for you. South there and a song for whoever. So you moved on then to um, Scunthorpe United for a year, where according to Wikipedia you only made four appearances. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, when I was there, I was I was nineteen, and, and Mick Buxton was the manager. Right. And, and Mick brought me in, but I was like I said, I was nineteen. And they had some decent, a couple of decent forwards uh, in the side. And so to, to actually move they, they were scoring regular as well and to, to move them was difficult for me um, I wasn't strong enough I wasn't strong enough uh, at that age um, for that level mm. for, for League 2 um, I think I, I think I scored on me I came on a sub at Hereford and scored on my debut yeah um, I think that happened um, it wasn't the best goal it was a it was a typical sort of Kurt Jackson goal I think a bit scruffy and but it went in, so uh, yeah, I scored, I scored on my debut when I come on, um, and and unfortunately, unfortunately, I picked up. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it, it, this is a bit of a crazy story, Harry. We, we played, we played Hull City, and the game was when Hull City. It was the game just before they went. They was going to go out of it, out of football. Mm-hmm. They were having a really bad time. Um, they were just about to fold. Um, this were in '97, and. Um, I was sub and it was a derby Scunthorpe versus Hull was a derby obviously and we played at Hull and there was a big decent crowd there in, in Scunthorpe I remember it took quite a lot of fans and filled the away end and um, I, I, there was ten, I think it was about 10 minutes to go and Mick said Kurt get ready you're going on so I thought alright 10 minutes to go anyway I've got I've gone on and 
I've had I've had a little bit to do with the goal, the first goal, um, and we celebrated. And then I remember having the second, so we went one up. Basically, I've not been on the pitch two minutes, and I think I'd have a wonderful flick on or something like that. And we've scored. Crowd went mad, blah blah blah. Good good goal. And then I, I think I had something to do with the second one as well, where I might have knocked the ball back at the back post. But what I've done, <laughs> remarkably, right where right where the back post was, I fell off the pitch, off the beyond the byline, and I, tr- I trod on the sprinkler systems, you know, in the fl- in the floor. Yeah. And I stood on one of them. And that was me done again. I was, my, I'd done ankle ligaments this time. <laughs> I was done. And I was out for about another twelve weeks. It, it was craziness, absolute craziness. I thought you were going to say all the sprinklers came on, but that wasn't. No, no. I stood on, I stood on the plastic sprinkler, twisted yeah. my ankle. I, I watched it back on the Sunday on the gate on the on the. I watched it back on the TV. You know, you, you had the uh, Sunday football. Yeah, yeah. And you can actually see me doing it. And uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> that was it. I was done. Uh, so another. another <laughs> sounds like a bit of a doom and gloom story. Story lifeline. This one. But, so, uh, so that was the end of you at uh, more or less the end of you at Sheffield uh, Scunthorpe United. Then was it? Well, well, not necessarily. So I mean. What ended it were, I think, and uh, I think you'll always remember this, but Brian Laws came in uh, to play under Mick Buxton, but then in the first training session, um, I megged him, and, and I called the megs, and Brian were a bit of a tough nut, and um, yeah, it, it, with me being a bit cheeky at 19, I, I don't think he took it kindly, um, and I, I megged him in the training session, and I remember the next tackle, um, and then and then basically he got the job as a manager, <laughs> And I don't think you forgot that. Whoops. <laughs> I, think, I do remember the end of the season coming and there was about six weeks to go and I've been in the reserves and I knew, I knew, it, it wasn't, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the Megs. Again, I wasn't I wasn't good enough or strong enough at that age for that level. Uh, but I actually played in the reserves and I did quite well and I was scoring goals in the reserves but I went to see him six weeks out and I said, look, I know it's scripts. I know I'm not going to get a contract. I'm all right to start looking and uh, he said well there's actually a few clubs coming for you and Chesterfield were one of them and uh, I'd played against a week before in a reserve game and, and scored and I ended up with a Chesterfield and it was just Chesterfield at the time that it was the season after they'd um, well no sorry as it were playing out that season would have been when they got to the semi-final of the FA Cup oh right yeah, yeah. when they played uh, Middlesbrough and what they had is there they had Kev Davis they had Kevin Davis the striker and Kev were going you were having a big money move to uh, Southampton so basically they were looking for somebody to come in and replace him or try and strengthen in that area yeah uh, but again again, it, 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 probably the wrong time for me to be at that level um, to be honest um, I enjoyed my time at Chesterfield but um, I had a season there and then I fell back into fell back into non-league more music now this time it's Oasis and Rock and Roll Star
Oasis there and Rock and Roll Star. So after Grantham, uh, you ended up at Workshop Town, where you had uh, a year. Uh, it seemed like you played pretty well there because you got 40 goals, according to this. Yeah, I, I went to... Um... I went. I went from from Grantham Town to Worksop for I think I think it was about two and a half grand. Mm. Um, and and Worksop. I, I, I lived ten minutes away from Worksop, so it was an easy one. And, and the manager brought me in there. And in the first season, I didn't really do that well. Um, but the second season, we we um, I got myself actually I got myself I, I got myself a job as a fitness instructor in a gym, and I just got super fit. And uh, in the second season, we signed Chris Waddle, believe it or not. And I knew Chris Waddle from uh, being a chef Wednesday. Um, and Chris Waddle come in and we literally, we just hit it off. Everything he put in front of me, I hit. And it just went in the back of the net. And I'd, I'd literally, um, I was just like an house on fire. Um, it, it, it was phenomenal. The, the other, just, just, just before I go on about him, because I don't want to, Put, you know, make it out that it was a one-man team or anything like that. The, the players that we had at that time, they were all established, excellent non-league footballers. It was a fantastic team to be in. It had everything. It had everything. It had strength, pace, uh, skill. I mean, and then obviously you've got Waddle. Mm. But the guy was absolutely <coughs> phenomenal. I mean, I know we're only it, it, at the time it was the Unibomb Premier, which I think probably equates to probably Conference South or North at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I know I know he plays, but obviously he's been world class. But even coming into that team, his attitude was outrageous. It was just it was just so passionate and just wanted to play every game. And basically, the things he did on the pitch were just a joke. For example, for example, he, if I scored forty goals, he he created. I, I, I would say he's created eighty percent. Is he? Yeah. And he, and in, and in one of the games, Harry, I kid you not, he, t- he told me when he gets an in-swinging corner from his le- on, on the, with his left foot to go and stand inside the goal. And I went and stood inside the goal. What the idea was, go and stand, go and stand inside the goal, a yard inside the goal. Nobody will come inside the goal with you to mark you, but they don't know where you're going to go after. And I want you to just to walk to the end, walk to the corner of the six-yard box out the goal. And I promise you, I did this. The ball swung in. I didn't even have to move my head. It hit me on the head and went in the top corner. <laughs> and he just stood at the corner flag laughing. And about 10 minutes later, he got the same corner. And he looked at me and he said, do it again. And exactly, we were 2-0 up. Two balls had hit me on the top of the head and gone in both. And I didn't have to do anything. It was that It was that good. It was, um, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But what he brought to us, I mean, the problem was, he was, he, he was coming in and talking to us about things that him and Lineker used to do and him and Papan used to do yeah. and names like this and you'd be like I'm at Worksop Town and I'm playing at Unibon Premier <laughs> I've got, it's only part time I've got a job I'm on I'm on 100 quid a week and he's mentioning Lineker and Papan yeah. <laughs> but he, he was he was phenomenal he um, he brought everything I mean it, it, it really <laughs> the management team there were very lucky but they were fantastic as well the people who had the club at the time were brilliant the chairman was great bless him um, uh, and it was just a it was just a fantastic time to be at that club and and to be honest with you my last game was at Tiverton I, I got 40 goals before Christmas and they were Darlington had put an, put a, an offer in to the club and they'd offered me a deal 
and uh, the first deal that, that they offered me I turned down I turned it down um, Stephen Isborough came in then and started showing some interest but then Darlington there was a link with Chris Waddle you see Chris Waddle's agent um, became sort of my my agent for that move and he got me a, a friendly game up at um, Durham against Newcastle yeah Newcastle and it was Newcastle's reserves but it had first teamers playing in it had um, the Caldwells both the Caldwell brothers and the, the I mean the, the the biggest one there that was Norberto Solano oh yeah yeah he, he was phenomenal anyway again this this team was taken by Bobby Robson um, and to say just to be playing on the pitch with him stood at the side coaching a team that you're playing against was surreal and mm. again again a little bit like the Brian Clough scenario I spent 30 seconds drift, drifted just looking at Bobby Robson because he, he, he was just like, wow, this, this, this is Bobby Robson. You know, you don't, mm. don't see him every day, type thing. And luckily in the game, I've scored in the game and, and then Darlington then offered me a deal which were improved and uh, a bit better. Now, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't my best move. Well, looking at the number of goals you scored against uh, the number of appearances, clearly not. But um, why was that then? Uh, I don't know. I don't know I'll be honest um, I scored on my debut mm. I scored on my debut at Carlisle away um, which was great the, the the ironic thing about that Harry was when I moved to Darlington I was still at working as a as a fitness instructor uh, at Ponds Forge Leisure Centre in Sheffield and I think I signed on the Thursday but I'd still, I was still rotated on to work on the Sunday and my manager said to me at the time I ain't got anybody else to work. Can can you still work it? So I played as a professional footballer on the Saturday. I still had a shift left as a as a fitness instructor on the Sunday, and I'd gone, I'd gone scored on the debut, um, and and to be fair, without celebrating too much, I had to be in bed pretty early because I was back at work for like half five the next morning. Um, half five is a bit early, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. When I, I had to get up early and get it all opened up, but what what the nice thing for me was that day was. Um, Goals on Sunday were on, and we used to, in the gym. There was loads of TVs up around, yeah. and um, I, co- I got a bit of stick for um, having goals on Sunday, on, and the goal being on telly as I obviously scored the goal line. So um, that were quite that quite quite nice in a way, but uh, a bit bespoke. I don't think there'd be many footballers scored on the debut and then had to go to work the next morning. Um, not 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 being a professional to go back to a. Uh, to a, to a gym well, especially not at half past five next up we've got Alive and Kicking by Simple Minds you turned me What is you gonna do when the love breaks down? What is you gonna do when the love breaks down? 
Simple minds there and alive and kick it. Okay, so Darlington to Stevenage Borough, and suddenly you became on the, uh, you know, you were on the radar a little bit, Ed Stevenage, weren't you? Uh, yeah, like I said, Stevenage had came in while I was at work, so Paul Fairclough had made an inquiry, 
but not not so much. I never, we never discussed any terms, and I never got a t- chance to speak to him. But it turns out this this guy was going to be pretty influential and and a bit of a you know an icon for me for my football career. Um, from from Darlington, it was quite ironic. I'd sort of not had a good time with the chairman up there, and um, I was travelling from Sheffield to Durham every day, training wise. Without making excuses, I, again, um, you know, it just didn't work. And then they got rid of <clears throat> they got rid of Gary Bennett, who was a manager, and they brought in Tommy Taylor from Leighton Orient. And he's, he's come in and uh, he asked to speak to me. And uh, he must have heard something in the, in the, you know, people must have said, "Oh, Kirk's here. He's not done. He's not been playing in the team. He's not really doing that well." Blah blah blah. But Tommy Taylor come in. I think he tried to motivate me by saying, "Well, ever I'm at this club, you'll you'll be with me," type of thing. Mm. Which I found absolutely the strangest thing to say to somebody like who weren't playing well. Um, so I was like, I was gutted actually because I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to leave. I was like, wow, I don't think so type thing. But I never said I was just. He was a nice fellow. I liked him. Um, anyway, the, that was on one day. The next day, I was on trial at Stevenage. Um, <laughs> so from so from whatever I'm here and. and the next day, um, I got I got pulled into the office and they said, oh, Paul Fairclough's rang. Um, Stevens, you're playing Tottenham in a game tomorrow. Um, do, you, do you want to go and play with the per- with a look to be making a permanent move? And, and that's what I did. I went down and I went to, I, I travelled down. Um, Stevens is from my house. It was about three and a half hours. Yeah. But me, me, me and my dad travelled down and um, I did well, played well in the game and straight after the game, I had a chat with Paul Fairclough who I knew straight away was going to be excellent for me. He was going to be superb for me. He was a genuine guy, passionate about football. Um, you know, just told me exactly what he wanted me to do, how how, how the team was going to play, how, how I was going to fit in. And basically, I knew I was going to be looked after. And, and that's exactly what happened. Um, it was superb. Um, it was, it was uh, we got straight into the games and I think I, I think I might have got two on my debut. I think I got two, from what I can gather. Um, but yeah, I hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. I was a different player. I, I, I went from not being able to get near the ball. My touch was off. My shooting was horrendous when I was up at Darlington. I, again, at Darlington, it was just a, one of them things where just, except for my debut, nothing, nothing, just nothing seemed to click. Nothing seemed to gel. The lads were great up there. Don't get me wrong. I had no problem with the lads, but. Um, but yeah, but then I come to Stevenage and it's a different kettle of fish then and, and we, we managed to um, I think what happened was we played Yeovil at at, um, at Stevenage and I think we drew the game to all it was either two all or three three all and I got two and that and then that was like coming towards the end of the season and then in the start of the season we played Yeovil pretty quick and I got two again. Um, I remember Skibor scoring late on with an header in one of the games. It was a great goal, to be fair. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, so I'd played twice very quickly against Stevenage. And as that season carried on, Paul Fairclough, Paul um, he went, he, he left. And um, Wayne Turner came in from Peterborough. And, and I got on great with Wayne. But 
again something I don't know if it was the travelling area I was travelling three times four times a week down there three and a half hours I don't know if it was travelling or what that would just get into me and I decided to make a decision and, and I said to Wayne Turner look you know nothing you've done but I think I, I need to stop the travelling I think I'm just going to try and get a club closer to home because it's affecting my game and I, and I, again it was just I wasn't doing what the club wanted me to do anyway on the strength of that I spoke to Workshop Town again to my old manager Paul Mitchell and I asked Mitch I said look I'm looking to just come back home I'm not bothered you know would you would you have, would you have me back for you know whether it's for a month or till the end of the season he was like are you, are you sure? I was like, yeah, 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 no problem. I just want to come back, stop the travelling. Anyway, it went out on teletext in them days. And um, <laughs> it went out on teletext that um, Stephen Stryker was looking to move, uh, move back north. Gary Johnson had seen it, rang Tomo up, obviously his assistant, and said, um, sorry, sorry. Sorry, let me go back. We then played you in the we, we then played you all yeah. in that trophy final. Say, yeah, trophy final, what a strike. Yeah. So that were three games we'd had in quick succession. Um, so Gary Johnson seen the teletext, spoke to Tom Moore, said, come to my house, we're going to watch the trophy final again. And I want you to watch this player. So that was obviously myself. And and then that was it. I had to travel down to a game at Stevenage for a cup game on a Tuesday night. Um, I mean, when we were travelling down there, we didn't used to get back while like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning because of how far it was. And, he, and when I travelled down there, um, I thought I was going to be involved and my, none of my kit was out and uh, I, I got a little bit upset really I was like he's, he's travelled me all the way down here knowing how far I travel for nothing mm. so I was a little bit I had my back up a bit and the assistant manager come in he said oh the, the gaffer wants to see you up in his office and I said yeah he does yeah he does good great and I went up there and I was like feeling a little bit angry and I was like look I've never done anything wrong to you you know my attitude's been great but really you're going to bring me down here and I walked in he had this big beaming smile on his face and I, and I thought mm. you know <laughs> I hope it's I hope. anyway I'm thinking I hope he's got something good to tell me and just went come in come in son and I said yeah yeah what's going on and he went who's the best who's the best club in our league and I went you're he went I've just sold you <laughs> <laughs> he went he went, I've just sold you to him. And I went, what? And he goes, I've just coughed the phone to Gary Johnson. He's done. This is what. This is how much I've sold you for. This is how much you're going to get a week. And this is how long the contract is. He wants you to go there now. This is while I'm at, this is like, this is half past six. On I think it might have been a Tuesday night. And he said, he wants you to drive there now. And sign. So we're going to have to go from Sheffield to Stevenage. He wants me to drive from Stevenage to Yeovil. And sign that, that very night. And the, the unfortunate thing about it was, well, I couldn't do it anyway because I was in a car school with four, uh, three other players and we were all in one car. And he was like, right, phone him then. Let's phone him up now. I'm, I'm sat there thinking, what the hell? You know, yeah. he's not even asked me. He's not even asked me, to be fair. He's not asked me if I want to move or whether I'm happy to go. He's just said, look, I've signed you. It's the best thing you can do. They're the best team in our league. They're going to be in the league next year. Yeah. And if you want to get back in the league, you need to be with this guy. He had so much time for Gary Johnson, um, probably like everybody else. But um, so we phoned Gary Johnson up, and that was that was basically. I didn't go that night. I went down the next day, and uh, and, and I suppose the rest is is a little bit history. So more music now. This time it's the Cure and Friday. I'm in love. 
Tuesday and Wednesday too Thursday I don't care about you It's Friday I'm in love Monday you can fall apart Tuesday, Wednesday break my heart Oh Thursday doesn't even start It's Friday I'm in love Park in Yeovil, and during that time, you'd also played for England's national game eleven six times, yeah. Yeah, I um, was. Was, was Paul Furclough the manager of, at that time? Yeah, I mean, the, the first time I played, yeah, um, I, I actually did. I made, I made my debut in that team uh, in that non-league te- in England non-league team uh, national team for um, Steve, when I was at Stevenage, mm. and we actually played at Stevenage against the USA. Um, but then obviously when I come to Yeovil uh, we played in two tournaments um, and we were pretty successful um, is it I mean I think from from Yeovil though me Terry Darren Lee Chris Wheel who, who played in that team mm. uh, they were a very strong side very strong team but Paul Fairclough was again he was he was superb he was uh, it was great to play for him Um I was obviously delighted to play, you know, and, you know, regardless of 
what, what level when you when you get asked to play for your country obviously it's uh, you know it's a privilege so and luckily Paul Fairclough were in charge um, I think um, I think I think we won all those games we won all those games that I played in and I managed to get an answer in one of them as well which were nice so uh, I think that's at um, that were at Merthyr Tidville where Gav Williams is manager now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, clearly you played, according to Wikipedia, you played 52 games in the league um, in the two years that you were there and you scored 23 goals. So clearly you were back on song again and, I'm, and I can remember, you know, in your time at Yeovil because I was there then as well. And yeah. certainly you were scoring goals pretty regularly then. Well, if, well this, is where, this is where probably Gary Johnson deserves a credit for me because this is the man management skill he had and he brought me in he, he brought he brought me into the team and the team were obviously flying doing well but in my first couple of games I was quite poor um, I think we played Margate uh, we beat I think we beat Margate and then I think we beat him 2-0 I was poor in that game and then we played Barnet and we drew I think we drew one of his only few games that we drew we drew 0-0 at home I think and again, I was I was poor, and that was only my second game, and I was the first one back in the dressing room, and the and the gaffer had beat me back to the dressing room, and uh, he looked round and he went, "I brought you in, I will get you out." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what his words were. Yeah, I brought you in, and I will get you out, and uh, from that, and I was like, "Wow, I need to." And anyway, I think we went to uh, might have been up to is it. Maybe oh, Northwich, maybe up there. Could have been, yeah. And I scored. I scored in the next game, and then I just went on a bit of a run. Then, and everything clicked. And then I, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously fortunate enough to have, well, all of the players that were in that squad were, were, were fantastic and could all play football. But when you've got like a Mackindore providing quality and service from from one wing, you've got Gav Williams who who got a wonder, you know, a right foot. Lee Johnson, who's you know probably one of the best mid- midfielders I played with, not not just them them players. I mean, I, I, I need I feel like I need to name them all because they were that good. But um, and, and and even the pack players who who got unbelievable playing talent, mm. Skivo and and Cole Cole and Cole's left foot. Um, you know, Adam Lockwood could play. All the players really. I mean, it was just a, but that was the training. That was the training. The, the, everybody knew we just tr- we played on a Saturday like we trained Monday to, Monday to Friday yeah that's the football we played so what you what know. would what would you say was your high spot at Yeovil definitely definitely the, um, the, the, the the big thing for me was winning the league yeah that was winning the league and kicking on um, the, I mean what that created around the town I mean you'd already had the trophy final win which I mean that that, that was phenomenal for the, for the town yeah. the, the, the league I think from what I can gather it, it stepped it up another level and the celebrations and the time it was just fantastic time to live I mean I lived down there brought my family down there my, my daughter was born in in, the, in Yeovil so we've got we've got you know a fondness for the place anyway but um, the goals as well I mean the goals the goals were great mm. um, I didn't have a bad time. I didn't actually have um, any any negatives, really. I mean, again, this comes back to the adage: whether it's a mental toughness or a playing ability. But people said, you know, people say, "Oh, I could, you know, I should have done a lot better in League Two. I agree. Yeah, I should have. But then it comes to the mental side of the game: are you mentally strong enough to play at that level or whatever it is? So, 
unfortunately, I didn't play as much as I wanted in, in League Two. And then you got players coming in um, that were that were going beyond me. So, unfortunately, you know, I'd have liked to have prolonged it and stayed there for as long as possible. But, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm grateful for the time I had there. I enjoyed everything about it. The fans were fantastic. The manager was fantastic. The players, all the staff at the club were excellent. And yourself as well. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I'm all embarrassed now. <laughs> Time for Kirk's last choice, and that is Mumford and Sons, and I will wait.
Bedford and Sons there and I will wait. But it's funny you say that though, but I mean I've done, you know, a lot of these interviews now, I've done done Lee Johnson, done Nathan Jones, all sorts of and the one message came out of all of those interviews and it's clearly coming out again is the camaraderie and the team spirit that was in that team. And you know, it it, it just and it, I mean, what success it gained as well. I mean, you know, we 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 won the league by a record number of points, I think, if I remember rightly, and I think we had a record yeah. number of goals. And then we were so close, weren't we, in League Two to to going up the first time? Just just yeah. missed out. Remember at Lincoln, we didn't quite get enough yeah, goals. I it, yeah. um, so you know, it was it was phenomenal, really. But uh, but I mean, uh, clearly at that point, I mean, you you move. I'm I'm running a little bit out of time, so I'm going to have to abbreviate the rest of your career a little bit. But um, you had 39 games at Weymouth. And also 29 at Harrogate Town. So, you, you know, you were still scoring goals 16 at one, nine at the other. So, I mean, things were still going pretty well at that point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, when, when I went to Weymouth, obviously I went, Gary Hill ended up at Weymouth um, and we won that league. We won the Conference South. But at that time, um, we were, my wife, obviously my family travelled down quite a lot. I was fortunate enough, my parents came down to see us in Somerset quite a lot so my family weren't an issue my wife's family unfortunately worked and, and it was difficult for them to get you know we've got a young family at the time we've got two young mm. girls and they weren't seeing much so we made the decision well I made the decision really I took it out of out of his hands and just said look I'll tell you what we've had a great time down here we've been down here nearly you know four years we'll move back and we'll set we'll set you know we'll, we'll, we're always going to move back anyway to the north or, or back up here um, to, to, to South Yorkshire so we did that and, and, and I ended up at Arrogate Town um, it, did, it wasn't it wasn't you know the great I, I, that was me coming like my I, what I didn't know is my football career was coming some, some, somewhat to an end at that time I was I was going around from you know I was out on loan here and out on loan there but I suppose to skip on a little bit and just, just to put in you know to, to what I'm doing now before you, before you do that though let me just stop you a minute um, Sheffield FC isn't Sheffield FC the oldest football league club or football club in existence yeah that's right it's, so, it's, a, it's a very I'm very lucky it's a very bespoke club hmm. it's the oldest club it's the oldest club in the world and what comes with that is pretty phenomenal um, we, we saw uh, for a little known league team that were a global football club Mm. And just just this year, we just had ten. We got invited to Moscow. Yeah. Um, we had because we're the oldest club. Um, we had ten ten days in Moscow and played four teams out there. Um, we've we we should have, other than the before the coronavirus hit, we were actually going to be guests at the England game um, in Austria. We were going out on the first of June to play the oldest club in Austria, and then on the on the on the second. We were then guests at the England game because they were having a warm-up friendly before the Euros, and that's what comes with this club. It's it's just pretty phenomenal that we are only a small little football team, but the club is, is global, and it's just having a new stadium built as well, a new um, a new stadium built built for fit for purpose. Um, every week or every other week, we have camera crews coming from all over the world. I mean, we had Mark Schwarzer um, probably about three months ago come with Australian TV um, he were doing a, a documentary on football we've had 
no end of other camera crews in the dressing rooms with us and it's just it's just a big concern and I'm really lucky to be the, the assistant manager um, to, to to Gavin Smith who were who I played with at um, I played with at Sheffield Wednesday he was the lad who told me about the Coventry di- uh, situation uh, mm-hmm. at the time um, but um, but yeah so it's it's good I played there at the end of my career I retired there um, and then I had six or seven years away from the game and then Gav got the job uh, Gav Smith got the job and he rang me and said look I've got the job do you want to come and be my uh, you know, assistant so I've been lucky enough to be there for the last couple of seasons so uh, so yeah it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great play, it's a great club to be at so you, you see that as your sort of ongoing future in football as things stand at the moment uh, yeah absolutely yeah I mean you know, we're we're a young we're, we're currently a young management team. Um, there's Gav, the Gav, who's um, I think Gav's a year below me, 42. I'm 43, and there's first team coaches still there. He's still trying to play a bit. He's uh, I think he might be 34, 35, something like that. But he's still trying to play Jamie Yates. Um, we've all been at professional clubs. We've all played for non-league clubs. We've got a wealth of experience uh, between us. Although we are a young management team. And, and we've got a lot of ambition. We've got a lot of ambition, and like I said, in two years' time, well, it's it's in the planning stage now. We've got a brand new stadium being built, um, fit for fit for you know, it's let's say our ground is a little bit old. It's a little bit old and tired, mm. and we're ready to move into something different. So, but yeah, that's what I see myself doing. So that plus Network Rail. Yeah, uh, I'm a contractor to Network Rail. I'm, I work in project management. Uh, it's a little bit different to football. Mm. Um, in fact, it's very different to football. If I'm honest, um, you know, I'm very grateful for, for you know for how things have panned out, and uh, it is it is a good job. It is a good job, um, and I suppose uh, yeah, I, I hope to be doing both um, for for some years to come. Great. Well, Kirk, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, brings back some memories seeing you poking goals in here and there. That's for sure. Yeah. Not to mention going to B and Q uh, and doing our feature for the uh, for the <laughs> I newspaper. Get, I, I'm getting some yeah, I remember it well because I was always I was worried that they never we never asked them whether you could do it if you remember we just sort of went in there with a the camera and got on with it. Didn't true, yeah, yeah. Up and down that ladder pretty quick, weren't I? Yeah. Well, look, Kirk, it's been a pleasure talking to you as I said, and uh, thanks ever so much for joining us. Best of luck with the future with with Sheffield. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. is a bloom shoots up through the stony ground well that's it for another week no space to win in this town you're out of luck thanks to Kirk Jackson for joining us from up there in Sheffield you had to care the traffic is stuck and you're not moving anywhere I hope you've enjoyed the show and the chat and the music Please join us again next week and keep listening to Three Valleys Radio. Someone you can lend a hand in return for grace. It's a beautiful day.